bro got a 26-yard <laughs> completion and then went out the game. And they grabbed his, his nuts. Oh, my gosh. Mind you, was non-contact. Like he non-contact testicular torsion. He literally just caught the he ball, went to quickly. the ground. I guess so. <laughs> he must have some big ass balls. <laughs> and he turned so quickly they spun around. Hold on, let me like, show a, like when you tying up the bread. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion. What's up, everybody? This episode 203 of the Saratobi Sports Podcast coming to you live from beautiful Baltimore, New York, here at Regrown Recording Studios. Bringing you in, as always, your lovable host, just stuck in traffic, just on his damn phone, just in transition, but most importantly, just a friend. JT, what is up, everybody? And to my right, a man that needs some introduction, the Guyanese god himself, Dijon Mustard, Celine Dijon, Young Lacroix. Chill with that. Young Ginger Ale, aka the Canada Dry Cowboy. You What's over me? there? What is over there? I already told you. What about is my over young, there? I already told you about my Young Ginger Ale. You brought on it the way in here. the studio. It, you are. I'm sorry. That's just the rules. You. It's, it's in the studio. You are Long Lacroix today. I'm sorry. Canada, I don't make the rules. Canada Dry Cowboy. I don't make I like the rules. That one. I like yeah. that's, a, that's a good one. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, John Mooch, everybody. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? We live. We back in the studio. It's a, it's, a, it's a Monday night. It's been a long week already. You feel me? Let's get into it. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, long week after one. All right. Mm -hmm. Someone's lazy. And to my far, far right. So far right. He's in the other room. The Saratobi sound man himself. The great Gabagool. Greg Posovich. The voice from Beyond the Great Beyond. Matt Barber, everybody. <laughs> did, did, is Matt a Q dog now? What Sorry. The fuck? That, was, that was the dog. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I saw this thing where they're talking about the things that DMX did with his two albums. Mm -hmm. And in the counter, it was like, it had these hits, it had these features. They put 38 snarls, three bars, <laughs> like shit like that. Like, I was like, bro, what? Is Having the statistics for the dog ad libs is crazy. That's absolutely insane. Um, so Matt is now a uh, Omega Sci Fi. Wow, that's crazy. I so got that dog in. Matt me. was in the video I sent you guys the other week. The white Q? The white Qs. That was actually Matt. Now imagine Matt was just in the studio just neck rolling. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. And calling in via the Yo, Saratobi Sports Hotline. Of Qs, why are all Qs what? bald? That's crazy. Why are all Qs bald? No, John. No, 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 no. I have to introduce the person on the Saratobi Sports Hotline, and you just steamrolled over him. I can't answer my question? After I introduce the person on the Saratobi Sports Hotline. All right. For again... Joining us via the Saratobi Sports Hotline, he is the revived deacon, the revived bishop. Ida he, from Astoria. <laughs> he walks with the cane, not because he has to, but because he needs to. Wilson from Jersey City. <laughs> Wesley. I was actually going to say, Mom, Jersey City. But hey, man, yo, yo, what's up? First time, long time. I'm happy that I could be the first person to call into the show because it's very, it's were, very, though. very fit. For all of, uh, you know, for all of the sports talk radio, we finally a, a sports talk radio station. 
<laughs> now, John, to answer your question, your question is why are all, all think about it? All cues they're just destined to be both. Yeah, yeah, that's a destined. Fact. Yeah, why well, okay. why, 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 why why you saying this damn this damn Q Q discussion? This, this is the Kane's only pocket podcast. Ooh, Kane's only mean, podcast. Kane's only podcast. Kane's only podcast. This is the Kane's only podcast. <laughs> like the University of Miami, literally. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's a team from Florida that is uh, not having a good time, did not have a good weekend, and that would not be the University of Miami, but it would be the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, if you uh, haven't been paying attention, the college football playoffs were announced, well, the bracket was announced over the weekend on Sunday, and uh, as expected, Michigan number one. Georgia losing over in the SEC championship game to Bama, which was kind of surprising to me. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I don't know. But I don't think that they should have dropped from one all the way to eight. Like, all the way to eight. Mm. I mean, I mean, no, six, not I mean, no, they went to six. Yeah, six. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, bro. From them dropping one all the way to six. I mean, granted, like they their schedule this season. I mean, it wasn't really that crazy, and then they did lose to Alabama who overall has basically played the, the, the toughest schedule. But I, I don't know, man. Kicking them completely out of it, I mean, I, I don't know. But you can't have two SEC teams in it. Precedent says that, so I, I, I get it. The Alabama Invitational? But also, it's like... Wait, how right. can we say that precedent states that when, like, motherfuckers have played each other? Yeah, and the SEC... I mean, usually, you only have one SEC team. Yeah, like that hasn't like that is like that's an that's an anomaly. Like that that's what that, last that, year like, since the inception of the college football playoff, that's only happened maybe once or twice. Yeah, usually the winner well, of the SEC championship game takes that spot, and mm -hmm. then like you have the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, okay. and then you might have, and then usually it was Clemson taking the spot for the ACC. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But they've right. kind of fallen off for the past few years. But yeah, uh, Washington. Taking care of business against Oregon. That was a that was a really entertaining second half. That was a great bro. That was a great yeah. fucking game. And I've been telling I've been telling niggas about Bo Nix, man. He just takes too long to throw the football. I and, and Washington, they got a lot of good skills. What's their what's their running back name? Uh, I forget I forget the name of the running back, but I know but Roman Duze is the the, the wide receiver. Though. He's fire. Mm -hmm. And the other receiver that's about to get drafted for them, he is fucking he's fucking tough for them. Washington been been carrying all season. Yeah, but. Speak, but and they were and they were an undefeated team. But I mean, speaking of undefeated teams, like Florida, Florida State being the odd man out, and that's the thing because then you have Texas at three, and good, you know what? Rightfully so because Texas took care of business in their championship game. They had great wins on the year, and then their their only really loss was to Oklahoma in the Red River Red River rivalry, and that's at a neutral site. And then you have right. Bama coming in at four, and that's where people are upset about because they don't feel like Bama, a one-loss team, and granted, they did win the SEC, and usually the winner of the SEC championship game is going to go in, get, get in. Like the SEC, it's you, we've never had a situation where the SEC wasn't in the college football playoff. But the fact that Florida State went undefeated, they did what, what you're asked to do. You're asked to win all your games, and you get a shot at the, at, at the playoff. They did that, and they were taken out. And I know a lot of people are going to look at it. Oh, they only won over Louisville by this many points. Their offense is horrible. But remember, it's they've the been one. without their quarterback because he broke yeah. his leg, you know, three weeks ago. But they still right. were able to win their last game of the season. And they were still able to win their conference championship. And for some reason, the committee felt, hey, Bama deserves to be in over you. The Alabama invitation. No, I think I think if Jordan Travis never got never gets injured, I think that I think Florida State somehow still gets in. I don't yes. I don't know why. 
But I feel like they discriminated against Florida State a little bit just because their their quarterback got hurt. That's what that's what it felt felt like. Marlon Humphrey was talking season, about that on his pod. All season, all season, Florida State has been has been fairly dominant within the ACC. Yep, it's and a they haven't thing, right? and they haven't lost. That you haven't lost in the Power Five conference. I think that's the only time that that's happened. Yes, where a team hasn't a, a team hasn't made it. Like I think the one year UCF was perfect, but they played in they played in the AAC, so it didn't even really make a difference. Yep. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it, it's really weird because now you're basically to your point. Like, I think if Travis doesn't get hurt, we're it's it's a totally different ball uh ball club, and and you can see it. You see it on the field how Florida State plays with him and how they play without him. I mean, mind you, they were with their third string quarterback <laughs> in that championship game because the second string guy was out with a concussion, so it wasn't even like you really had a real look at like what this Florida State offense could look like, but. I think this was a case where the committee really took into account, hey, no one wants to see this. Nobody wants this to see a banged yeah. up Florida State go into the playoff and probably get aired out by Michigan. And you know what? That that's fair. That's fair, but at the same time, you're you're rewarding Alabama. And mind you, Alabama was what? A miracle play away from losing to Auburn. They were in a dogfight with USF earlier this yep. season. Like, so it's not like they were really, like, steamrolling through the SEC and just happened to maybe lose, like, a big game. No, like, they had, oh, and they got aired out at home to Texas. So, when you really look at it, like, Florida State did everything that they were asked of. They won the games. They took care of business. They went into hostile environments. They went into Florida when Florida was still ranked. They won. Like, they went into Louisville when Louisville was still ranked early in the season. They won. Like, they did everything that you asked of them, and yet they're rewarded with not going for a chance at the playoff. Like that's it's just not fair. I just I I don't get it, and I understand a lot of people are upset. And you even see like for, like former Alabama, like I think Tua was on the Manning podcast, literally the Manning cast literally earlier uh, tonight on Monday, and he was like, "Yeah, like it's not fair, but I get it." Mm. And that I, I feel like that's what everybody's kind of like the, the majority of the yeah. consensus is right now, but. This goes back to the root issue. The root issue is basically you're saying that in all of college football, all of all of Division One A football, you have to come up with four teams to represent the entirety of that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a bad concept. Like, and that's I mean, obviously they're expanding, so they, they yeah, this the is the last year. This yeah. was do- this was doomed from this was doomed from the start. How how much are they expanding? I saw a good two. They're the talking 12. about twelve. Should, twelve is crazy. I saw them were talking about just crazy. making six. Well, they said, here's the, here's they the said we are not going to split the difference at all. So I understand why they do the twelve because at least and with the twelve they're guaranteeing a group of five team gets in. Mm. So like they were doing a mock of like what it would look like this year, and I think James Madison, no Liberty would have gotten in as like the best group of five team, which is fair because there are group of five teams that can be, and we've seen in the past. That mm-hmm. can beat these power programs, and I'm not saying like, oh yeah, Liberty would probably gone in and made a Cinderella run to the national championship, but at least you give them a chance. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, when we talk talk about any given Sunday, any given Saturday, we see a lot of schools. Every, we see schools every single year knock off a, a big time school, and it's like, wow, like that that was really incredible. Like, can you now can you imagine that on a national grander scale? It makes yeah. it makes for much better television, I think. Much better. I mean, you could almost kind of write not you won't rival it to its entirety but you could almost rival like what march madness is and just give it a little you know a little bit of flavor in a end of december Mm. you know how about how you know if like kent state 
somehow knocked off like Texas and then somehow beat Georgia and is somehow in the national championship. You're like, yo, like what the hell? Like this is amazing. Everybody right. be gal galvanizing and rallying around Kent State. And I think that this is this is good because it, it makes it a, a more a much more level playing field for the top of the top. Because if you are at the top of the top, like you can be any SEC team, like any SEC team. For example, you could be Arkansas, and being Arkansas, just off the name, you have a better chance of making the college football playoff versus UCF, that has been a competitive non like a group uh, a group five school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, at least oh. now with UCF, like UCF, Houston, uh, they're now in the Big 12. We see a, f uh, a few other schools are going to, from the American, are going to be in, in uh, the Power 5. And then, obviously, we have the breaking down of the Pac-12. You get all those yeah. Pac-12 teams coming to the Big 12 and the Big 10. Like, it's going right. to be crazy. Yeah, understandable. Hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how, how, how it plays out with the 12. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of it personally. Just because you're keeping it consistent with all with all with all division levels like division two and three, and honestly, like four teams was just was just crazy. Like I don't know, I don't know why that was even ever a thing or how it was represented. Like, and if you even go back, like when they used to do it by just the top two teams, like damn, that was never like that never really made sense. Yeah, but, you really had to be just the number one or number two team in the country mm -hmm. at the time, and you had to have gone to like whatever bowl it was. And it was like, all right, well, like, damn, if I'm if I'm undefeated and I'm number five, like, what the hell? Like, I didn't, I, I never got a chance. Mm. Like, it, it gives it gives you room to be able to be a one loss team. Even say, heck, maybe in a two loss team in some particular years, years depending on what your schedule is, and, and still make a chance at, at a, a championship. So, indeed, it, indeed. Uh, definitely. But, I mean, overall, back to the back to the college football playoff. Like, I, I think I think they got it right. You know, I, I, even though Florida State they did everything that they were that they were supposed to do, it was hard to keep them out. I feel like Alabama, their one loss that they had was to a um a, a college football a, a, a playoff team mm -hmm. in Texas. And outside of that, yes, they did struggle against the teams that you mentioned, like with USF and, and um what's the call it the other close game uh, they Auburn. had were Yeah, but. I think I, at the end of the day, I got to keep it consistent. Like if I'm, if 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 we're gonna say, all right, Florida State, even though they didn't win their the ACC championship game by that much points, but they still won. Alabama still found a way to win those games, you know. And even though it sucks seeing fucking Alabama in this shit again, and it feels like damn, they rigged it. They still won. They 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 still won, and I can't take that away from them. But on the bright side going forward i mean they're gonna have to play the one seed and they're gonna have to play michigan who i feel like is gonna is gonna give them a lot of trouble yeah it's interesting like i think it opened up at like two and a half points i honestly my hot take is that bam is gonna be fav the favorite team going into that game like come kickoff i think yeah. ba i think vegas flips the book and you'll see like bama minus one and a half or bama minus two and a half um i don't know it's 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 weird i think michigan yeah michigan's deserved it but then you look also look at like Ohio State, right? Like their only loss in the season was to Michigan. Like the Big Ten championship, or not even Big Ten, the their game, right, was basically the Big Ten championship, because right. like that Big Ten championship against Iowa was just absolutely horrendous. And you can make a case that uh, Ohio State deserves to be in there with you know with Bama. So right. 
it, it's 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 there's a lot of moving parts there, and I think it's a very like weirdly outdated system because it's all subjective. Like there's no there's no base metric that the committee is really going off of. It kind of just is like, oh, I feel like this team played this team well, and I feel like they did this on the season, so they deserve to be in. And it's like, well, what about the undefeated team? Like, how are you just gonna say, hey, congrats, but you know, thanks, but no thanks. You're kind of telling them like the games don't really matter at that point because it's kind of based off what you know the preseason polls and things like that. So, yeah, but you got a you you got a favorite for who for who's gonna win it? Uh, I think, oof, I think Michigan will beat Bama, and I think Michigan will win it all. Yeah. I, I I think that Texas will beat Washington, and then you'll have a Michigan Texas, which would be fun. Michigan Texas uh, national championship, and I think Michigan ends up uh, going crazy. Yeah, I think I think Texas wins it all, bro. I think Houston is hooping, and I just feel like they got a, they got a dog and neighbors, bro. They gonna be man, they gonna be all right. I think <sighs> yeah. Texas got I think Texas got it for real, for real, bro. I mean, it'd be good. The last time Texas has been in this type of position was what Vince Young, right? Like this is the I closest so. they've been. <laughs> Because was it last year? I think they were close, but yeah, they never, they never, uh, they never got in. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. It's crazy that Shaka Smart was the fucking head coach for all those years and could never get them this close. And I think this other dude took over and got him there in like two years. You Shaka Smart's basketball coach? No, not Shaka Smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the coach at Texas. <laughs> no, for basketball. No, 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 no. The uh, there was another black dude. That was the head coach of Texas. I gotta look him up. Uh, I not that, what. not Shaka Smart though. Oh, okay, I'm thinking of something, somebody. Else. <laughs> but you're right. That is the basketball coach. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. No. I said it, it should be. It should be a good playoff. It should be. It, it should be entertaining to say the least. I mean, but hell, saving. Imagine saving gets another one of these things, bruh. And Tom Lincoln, uh, I mean, I would. I mean, bro, would you? Would you honestly be surprised? I wouldn't because he. He's Saban, like he just happened. He just wins, like he's like the he's like Belichick from the mid two that mid two thousands, like just always in the playoff, always in the national championship, <laughs> and every other year, every two years, is winning a championship. So, would not be surprised if they ended up winning it all. Yeah. Oh boy, you know who's not winning it all though? The New York who's Jets. <laughs> they are definitely not winning it all. Uh, Sunday was another embarrassing game. I watched it. Unfortunately, had to do Artie, the highlights for that. Long was the Nick's name? Sorry, the Kirby Strong. No, no, you're good. Artie, Artie, Artie Strong. Um, yeah. So, could you imagine that there's worse quarterbacks in the league than Zach Wilson, and they <laughs> somehow are both employed by the New York Jets? <laughs> like it's insane. <laughs> like he went to Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle's awful. They had to switch to Trevor Simeon in the fourth quarter. That didn't work out too great. Jets ended up losing a game in which their defense damn near played their ass off again. Like, it's just, it's absolutely incredible how bad this organization is. And then today, you get a report that says, yeah, the, the Jets want to go back to Zach Wilson. And Zach is like, uh, I don't really feel like it. <laughs> Bro, I'm yeah. going him, yeah, sign RG three or something. Feels like it, like like him. Basically, he's he's refused not refusing to come to work. He's saying I'm gonna come to work, but I'm gonna do the bare minimum. But bro, I respect the OD. Like man, it's just been like I'm not saying they've been playing with him because Zach has been bad, right? But 
in the in the midst of all of that, like from last year, it's just like, all right, niggas was playing the Zach Wilson, Mike White game the entire season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. he come back to that like basically a game ago. And now it's like, all right, now y'all want to fuck with me again, bro. Fuck y'all. Respectfully. I feel you, but at the same time, that's like if he didn't deserve this. I mean, you're I mean, I get it. Like I like I, I acknowledge that he's that he's been bad. But just the fact that he's been bad doesn't mean that like all right bro like they like they've been playing with they've been playing with the nigga now don't get me wrong if it was me and i was in this position you gotta play for your opportunities that's bro. what i'm like, saying yep. he's been given very, every opportunity it, to this point it comes very it, like exactly in the league you can't really take take advantage of those opportunities my nigga but some but like i get it i mean he's letting the pro his pride get the better of him but listen this is this is the nigga that the just drafted you know what I'm saying? This like, is a motherfucker whose defense played lights out, and he said, "Nah." Issues, the character issues that 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 people were concerned about. I mean, listen, it's showing it's showing it however it's showing. But go ahead, I don't want to take up the whole conversation. No, like that's like this is the Zach Wilson of, um, you know, your defense played lights out. Do you feel like you let them down? Nah, nah, we didn't do that. Like That's, this is a dude. Yeah, he's like going this back is, to that because in the and, beginning of the season, I, he actually had accountability, which is funny. But he, it does look like well, he's when gone he back. Backup? No, when he was starting, yeah, they were losing. Like, like early in the season when they were losing, he was like, "Yeah, I got to play better. I got to play better." This and that and third. And it was like, oh, "Okay, he's at least taking accountability now." But this like situation, and from what I was seeing, like around, it was like almost like some people were saying it was fabricated because like when they asked Salah, he was like, "I mean, we haven't made a decision at quarterback yet, but like if Zach." If we call on Zach, he's going to play. And apparently Zach said that if the Jets ask him to play, he'll play. So I don't know. It seems like a lot of he said, she said. But even even still, I understand where he's coming. Like, I agree with Miles and, and you in the terms of like, hey, you're playing for your job right now. I don't think Zach is going to be on the Jets next year. But you're auditioning these next four games. Use it as an audition to try and rewrite the narrative about you and show like, hey, awesome Josh it, shit. it wasn't me. It was the offense. And that's what the Jets, I think, tried to do. They tried to make him the skate. Even though they propped him up all season and were backing him, and everybody's like, "Why are you backing Zach?" Right? And then they finally switched to Todd Bo- to, uh, Tim Boyle, and it was like, "All right, they've officially made Boom. him the scapegoat." Oh, it's Zach's fault. The offense is so bad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? It's his fault. Then they, instead of benching him and making him QB two, they literally made they deactivated him, so he wasn't the backup. He was just not on the roster. He wasn't even the emer- like one game, the Black Friday game. He was the emergency quarterback. The last game, he wasn't. Like, he was just basically inactive. So you basically told him, like, hey, like, we don't want you anymore. And now, two weeks later, when you see that the offense could get worse, and it ha- it's it's at, it's way worse, now you're asking him to come back and, and lead the team? Like, again, he needs every rep he can get to rewrite the narrative. But at the same time, and just from a human emotion standpoint, like, you literally told me I wasn't good enough, and you just about kicked me off the team. Now you're begging for me back? That's bullshit. No, it definitely is. And I, I think it's it's a both sides thing, though. Like, it's, um, one, at this point, you don't ask, you're not bring like, you don't bring him back. At that point, you signed some random fucking smuck You might as well just ride out the season anyone with, with, with Trevor Simeon. Yeah, exactly. Might as like, well. You already you made a decision. Him, like, just don't bring him back. But on the other hand, if you're getting an opportunity... Then, like, Josh Rosen didn't get an opportunity like this. That people who were in similar situations did not get an opportunity like that to get. And you're turning it down? 
And you already know it's going to be some Joey Gallo shit once he leaves New York and he's going to be like, oh, it's New York's fault. It's the media. It's X, Y, and Z. And he's not going to take accountability for his shitty play. Um, But like, I can't be mad at him for that. But at the same time, then just go out and say that. Just go out and be like, listen, um, I'm whether we're going to look on the whole, I'm going to go try and put on a show to like sell myself in the standpoint to like to the team. Well, you can't say that. Right? You can't no. you can't go out and say that. I'm saying at that point, just be like, I'm not coming back. Like be direct and just be like, listen, I'm gearing up for next season and I don't want to risk injury. Well that's uh, reportedly I think that's what also he was having a conversation with Rogers about. Like, that's what I'm and saying. that's what he was talking about too. And it's like, all right, bro, like you're not even in a position where like it's like a oh you're not a hot commodity. No, like, I, and I understand that. But at the same time, people will fucking take flyers on young quarterbacks. People do that shit all the time. Niggas that whether Nathan it's smart or not, an NFL roster right now. Whether it's smart or not. So like at that point, like say it. And I feel like if he came out and said it with his whole chest about like, like I'm not gonna just be toyed around by the franchise like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna gear up. I'm not gonna put myself at risk to like have a good camp, do whatever. At that point, you just go fucking release me and let me go try out for other teams but like one of y'all needs to make a decision and that's well that's the thing the neither jets, of them the is jet, making a decision the jets aren't making a decision because they're flip-flopping once and he's the not jets making a decision deactivated like, him and made him qb3 they should have cut him they should have he should have asked for it he should have just been like yeah that's it because that, but, yeah like that's the thing now you're in a situation where you have egg on your face because you made the switch to tim boyle and then trevor simian mid-game and it has looked Horrible. This is the worst the Jets offense has looked all season. Mind you, this offense has not looked great all season, but like these two last last two weeks specifically, they've looked atrocious. And now you want this kid to come back and help you. I that just doesn't make any logical sense. Like just like put yourself in that situation. Why would anybody be like, oh hey, you discarded me? Uh okay, fine, I'll come back because you act nicely. Like Yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie, yeah, I'm, I'm adjusting on this one, man. Like, I, I think, like, respectfully, it's fuck the Jets, if I'm Zach. Like, I get the opportunities thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I get it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you suck, bro. But anyhow, like, respectfully, if I suck, like, why do y'all want me back? Exactly. Like, I'm, good off, I'm good off y'all, like, you mean? Like, <laughs> it don't make no sense. Y'all basically said a nigga that did, didn't even win a game in college and don't even have a positive touchdown to interception ratio in college or in the NFL or has won a game in the NFL or has even succeeded in a in, in a backup position any anywhere in the NFL is better than me and then you put and then you put in a guy that you signed in off the street ahead of him in the game nah you wildin' bro sorry yeah hey, I ain't going out like that that's crazy I feel you and so say that shit I mean I mean some things is better left unsaid if he says that shit then he'll never get signed I don't feel you. I mean, he can't say that out loud to the media. Nah, but there's ways to just be He's like... He's not good enough for that. Like, th- but If he was good enough, he wouldn't like, be in the situation to begin with, but... <laughs> so, motherfucker, look at them and be like, cut me. I mean, I guess... I mean, I don't know. I I, can't, I feel like... They're not going to... Because if he's going to sit here and be like, ah, I don't want to play, to me, that looks worse than being cut. You are right. Him say Him... Him just being on the team and then just being like, I don't want to play. That's always going to look worse than being like, cut me so I can start fresh somewhere else. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, they, they, I'm know. pretty sure they're both conscious enough to know he has no trade value. They're not going to get shit for him. I agree, Zero. I agree with JT. They should have just been cut him. Like, if they, like yeah. you can't play, 
feel like how long you gonna play with this nigga's emotions, bro? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's organizational it's, malfeasance. Like mm -hmm. you're still trying to be competitive to see. Yes, I understand. Like his performance hasn't been there, but come on, bro. Like I I, I don't know, man. Like with the, with these niggas with the Jets, I don't know. They just mishandled this whole situation. They mishandled this whole come. this whole season. Right. It's just. This whole this whole season has just been a wash, and it's just it's disappointing because it started off with such high aspirations, mm -hmm. and then four plays into it, they're dashed, and then at every turn, the, the, this organization has made the wrong move, and it's so crazy because it doesn't matter what GM is here, it doesn't matter what head coach is here. For the past thirteen years, this team has not made the right move, and I just don't understand it. And like you know, sometimes I can't even really blame to the fullest Woody Woody Johnson because he at least tries like he made like it's not like he's like a David Tepper where it's like damn everything this this, this guy like turns shit he has no idea what he's doing like mm -hmm. Woody Johnson's been only owner, owner of the Jets for a while like he's seen playoff football before he's made correct hires we're just in a stretch we're like yo it seems like every hire is just not it you know and there's still the, the book is still out on Salah mm -hmm. book is definitely out on, on on Joe Douglas right now he has to have an immaculate offseason you know, f to regain any type of trust within the fan base. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was trending up. Was. He was. And then, look, the, the offensive line was, was a ticking time bomb. The the yeah. weapons weren't that great. It's just. Well, that's kind of what happens when you go all in on Rodgers like that, bro. I, I, I genuinely believe that. Joe Douglas. The only thing related to Rodgers that he should have did was sign Aaron Rodgers. All that other shit that he wanted, like he wanted Nate Hackett as an offensive coordinator. And granted, I understand that they hired uh, Hackett before, but that was in hopes that they signed Aaron Rodgers. I don't feel like that was, like, I don't know. I think where the Jets really fucked up wasn't signing Aaron Rodgers. It was everything that came along with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's mm. where Joe Douglas was short because he really did build y'all defense up. And he drafted Gary Wilson and he drafted Brees. Yeah. You know, he put the, but I granted he also drafted Zach Wilson. But, you know, I think relatively speaking, he put y'all in a, in a good position to succeed. Yeah, like I don't think that, the, I don't think he did things that were like poor from the standpoint of like he didn't get people. You know what I mean? Like the, you guys do have a good amount of building blocks. Obviously, the biggest piece that's supposed to matter the most on quarterback didn't pan out. But there's also a ton of situations like that in general. Like even if we sit here and we think about like a team like the Rams or like whatever it may be, um, in the past, it's like, or even what like the the um the buccaneers mm. before um brady came and all of that like it's a situation where you go oh man they've built the rest of the team but they just can't figure out that quarterback question and that's the thing like that's the closest comparison is that buccaneer situation the only difference is that tom stayed healthy and to the people tom brought over mm. actually contributed i mean <laughs> heck even ab contributed for the year and a half until he decided to go rogue during that one game ironically against the jets but yeah, like this is what happens when you keel to a superstar. You know, the Bucks keeled, you know, bent the knee to the right superstar, the Jets, as it seems right now. You know, and hey, next year, if the Jets make a deep playoff run or win a Super Bowl, you can say, hey, it was worth it. But mm -hmm. as of right now, you're looking at it, they 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 bent the knee to the wrong superstar, and they they they've gave him too much power. You know, so it's just one of those situations. It's just a bad look on the Jets right now. They they're the laughing stock. Like and and you know it's bad when like the fan base is here defending Zach Wilson, the guy that they that has been public enemy number one like all season. But when the fan base is rallying around Zach Wilson, you know you've messed up as an organization. And that's where the Jets sit right now. So they have the next 
four or five weeks, whatever that left, whatever's left in the regular season. I don't know what they do. In, you know, the players are going to keep playing, but it behooves the Jets to lose every single game and get up into that top five for a draft pick. Because mm-hmm. right now, and I and it's fun funny because I don't really see a lot of wins on the schedule. Regardless, next you play the Texans. You're gonna have to play Miami again, and you, I know, you, and they have to play uh, the Browns. Ironically, who signed Joe Flacco? And Flacco didn't look too bad coming off this off his old man couch Makes against no the, against the Rams. But shout out Flacco, man. Shout out Flacco, man. Bro, all the Ravens stuff was talking about how Joe Flacco leading, uh, being the QB and the Browns losing to, to seal shit. <laughs> There's like, he's still he's still giving the Ravens some fucking wins, He man. still got it. <laughs> but, uh, nah, it's, it's funny because, um, so it's, a uh, two that I just saw was talking about how um, Flacco's in Cleveland, Trace McSorley is in Pittsburgh, and someone was like, shit, RG3 might as well go to Cincinnati. And then he got all the Ravens quarterbacks. That's funny. Yeah, I might as well sign that motherfucker off the street. Bro, it's just... At the booth, it's the Jets have. Imagine you sign RG three and he starts killing. That'd be hilarious. Can it? Can he still walk? You didn't see him run during during the interview. Uh, Oh, the one with Dabo. Yeah, yeah. My son was moving. Yeah, I bet you he iced. I bet you he iced his knee down crazy in the in the booth. Signing a nigga off the street is one thing, but signing a nigga off the booth, nah. Then the Jets really. Well, that's what niggas wanted to to do with with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah. Oh hell no, bro! That nigga need to hang it up. So, uh, Matt did hang it up. And people see want Matt him back. not trying to come back. RG <laughs> three no, trying to come back. Oh, bringing Matt Ryan back need to they need to hang it up. No, oh, yeah, it's just uh, it's amazing. An organization that is that is signed and drafted Hall of Famers at almost every position cannot for the life of them ever get quarterback right. That was us with wide receiver. Like not for nothing. It's amazing. But at least you guys got like Steve Smith for a little bit. But we didn't draft him. No, that's what I'm no, saying. No, that's what you're saying. We've no, I was never saying, I was saying traded and uh, traded, signed, draft, et cetera, et cetera. Jets, what was the most successful Jets quarterback? Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, we drafted, so he was good for f- oh three, my gosh. three and a half years. I have a good Mark Sanchez story. Yes? Um, You guys have the same hair length. <laughs> you do. So my client, Vera, today, um, when the Twilight movie premiered in New York, mm. she was able to go to the premiere with her daughter and her daughter's um some of her daughter's friends and then the other moms right Mm. and at the premiere she was like every movie star stopped took pictures signed autographs with the girls did all these things mark sanchez comes to the premiere and vera's like i wasn't a big football fan but like my family's just fans the girls are big just fans everyone's cool so like hey mark you want to come take pictures with girls i guess whatever everyone did it he looks at them and goes, no, and walks away. So Vera starts laying into him. She's like, she just starts yelling at him and all this stuff and goes, she goes, and you're not even that good to be treating your fans like this. And apparently after that, that was when he started the sharp ass decline. So all her friends used to be like, you're the reason for his downfall. Yeah. Who is this Vera? What's your last name? Where does she live? <laughs> I'm gonna go Egger House. She's the reason why the Jets are have had these last 13 years of misery. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Mark Sanchez shouldn't have been an asshole. Should, well, she wouldn't have put bad juju on him. In my in in the defense, you know what? You know you're not inclined to uh, celebrities times all the time. Agreed, but you're on a red carpet taking photos for a premiere already. Okay, you, uh, are saying. they are they official paparazzi? I'm just saying, are they official paparazzi? 
That's, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's crazy. I'm just saying. You know what, John? Every time I see you from now on, I'm going to demand pictures. I will de it doesn't matter where we are from now on. I'm just demanding pictures. Okay. I am inclined, entitled to your time and your face on my phone. <laughs> I'm a regular motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You're about to be the best uh, volleyball coach in America. <laughs> in a few years. What are you talking about, man? Ridiculous. But, uh, yeah. Imagine. <laughs> but, like, look. Look at it. Like, the most successful quarterbacks in the past, however, was what? Ryan Fitzpatrick that one year. Damn, my son was cooking that year. Mark Sanchez oh, for two years. My brother made a good comparison. We were talking about, um, Marlon Humphrey talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick would throw the fucking ball to his guy no matter what the coverage was, no matter how blanket he was. And my brother was like, the only person he can see also doing that was Jameis. And I'm like, damn, that's a good-ass comparison, not for nothing. Big effort energy. My nigga Jameis, man. Jameis Black Fitzpatrick? Nah. <laughs> Uh, Cause like he'd be getting more burn. Cause like Fitzpatrick was a little bit more accurate than Jameis. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Fitzpatrick was who else? Is that it? Fitzpatrick. I mean, that, but here's the thing, right? That's Fitzpatrick had a, had one great, had one really really good season. No playoff. Mark Sanchez had two really great, really good seasons. Mm -hmm. Playoffs and then mediocre after that. Geno Smith, no playoffs. <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold, no playoffs. Had one good season. No playoffs. Uh, you got to really go back to Chad Pennington. Like, that was yeah, like... my son with the... Oh, damn. My son could You're not right. throw the ball downfield, but he was accurate Bro, as fuck. That he, arm, was, he was Tua, not for nothing. That arm fell he off the bone He was the, the, way, the way they were talking about Tua. That was Chad Pennington. Bro, that man could throw it. He, yeah, you needed a, a, a six-yard out route? Bro, Chad is your On guy. the money. On the money. Fucking timing is perfect. But you need a 39-yard go route? I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know. You might have to punt that bitch. <laughs> Yeah, just I don't know, man. It's, that's why. Why do you think Curtis Martin in the hole right now? <laughs> why do you think he had all those reception yards? But you know, it is what it is. Just another story in LOL Jets. LOL Jets. That's about it for uh, LOL yeah. Jets, man. Them niggas are jokes, but it's alright though. Not even funny jokes. It's just sad jokes. Like, like the Jets. Everything about the Jets. Like even like when they're they lose. They lose in like mediocre, hysterical ways. Whereas like a team like the Bills just seem to lose like epically. Like they're always involved in like really epic games and then somehow lose like the Chiefs games in the playoffs. Like that overtime Viking... or like yeah. a comeback and then homie throws a interception at the, the five yard line. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the 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 remember the Vikings game mm -hmm. where like uh Jay Jefferson made that crazy catch. Mm -hmm. Uh what, this year? The uh oh the game that just passed the Eagles game mm -hmm. like they just find ways to lose in epic ways the Jets lose in like they're not a good team but the Jets lose in like fail ways like butt fumble yeah. and the the hell Mary from Black Friday like it's just yeah, it's, an embarrassment. it's an embarrassment what's wrong with y'all man it's not even fun to talk about it's not it, was, it was, really was supposed to be fun this season it really was yeah bro overall this is just a very disappointing year of New York football. In short, check in on your Jets fans, friends, bro. It's I been am, a rough year. I am not doing well. I am this close to jumping off the Gowanus. In fact, you don't even have solace in basketball season right now. No, that's not true. Our team's decent. We're fighting. Playing competitive. You got a bunch of... They are right, motherfuckers. We got a bunch of they are And we're going we're gonna to they are our way to the playoffs. 42 Jeez. and 40, baby. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> And then you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna win game one. We're gonna win game you're one. You're gonna win game <laughs> one. Gonna, you're gonna oh. do what fucking DJ Augustine and the Magic used to do every year to the Bucks. I'm telling you, the Bucks don't want to see us in game one of round one. I'll tell you that. We're gonna see. Oh, Mikhail's gonna go for like 
30. Cam Cam Thomas going for like 35. And, and Dame's eight. gonna have a bad shooting night that game one. Yep. And game two, he's gonna have drop like 60. Oh, it's gonna be hilarious. Oh, it's gonna be epic. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But I think that's it for uh that's it for the sports. Nothing else really going on. Winter meetings starting up. Show we're on Shohei and Soto watch. And uh, oh, yeah, and, Yama, and Yamamoto. I, I really want Yamamoto. I really. Nigga, I want fuck the bullshit, nigga. I want Juan Soto, nigga. Juan I Soto. I want Juan Soto. Well, really, yeah, Juan Soto is a trade though. But, but Yamamoto, we could just sign him. Now. <laughs> that would be nice. So if you had to pick between the two, if you could get two of the three, either Shohei Soto or Yamamoto, which oh, that's two? easy. You go. Oh, no, Shohei, and, Shohei and, and, Soto. and Soto. That's okay. easy. All right. Soto. If I could have one of the three, if I could have one of the three, mm-hmm. I would pick Soto. Over Shohei? Yeah, I think that, Soto helps. Him. That's crazy. I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I mad get. At it. I get yeah. it. But like Shohei is just because he's get, generational. And then you get Shohei pitching in 2025. So is Juan Soto. Yeah, Juan Soto. He gets on base every damn day. Every game he gets on Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Swan, we not gonna act like Juan Soto not not wasn't the reason why. Well, part a big reason why the Nationals won the MVP. Nah, he was. No, no. I'm not. No, I'm not discrediting Juan Soto. I'm definitely right, not discrediting Juan Soto. Is a great player, but like, you know, okay, no, Juan Soto has won a championship too. That's also important. He performed in the playoffs. Shohei Otani, like that's a whole other untapped unknown that we don't even know. Shohei hasn't even touched the playoffs yet, so we don't know. How that's even going to affect it? Now, granted, he is a generational player, but that like Juan Soto, he's proven. We we what what John? What has been the Yankees' problem in the playoffs every single season? Hitting. There we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. And Juan Soto has been proven to do that in the playoffs. I'm telling you, man. That's a very good of point. Three, Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Now, why? I, I give you that Otani is the best of the three, but Juan Soto is is would have the biggest impact on the Yankees. And that's all I'll say. That's a very fair argument. I just, I just, I feel like it's one it. of those that I you just it. gotta. You, it's like if you can trade I for KD, it. you gotta do it. That's the like that's how thing. I feel. I'm, and it, and it's also like, listen, Juan Soto absolutely did all those things in the playoffs, and Otani not not of his own doing has not been in the playoffs. It is not his fault. I, I say that much. But I, get it. I will. I not, you know what you well, do gotta give him credit for that World Baseball Classic in Japan. Okay, that was on the big stage, and I get it. And he struck out Mike Trout, so all right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But still, that's a, that's a, yeah. I, and I understand that. That's that's different, yeah. but it's not like. And it's plus because he did come in. He did come in to close the game, and he don't do that. So he I came get, in to so close the game. Good. He hit, yeah, and he, and it was in Japan. Yeah, I give him that. I give him that. But but yeah, it's know, it's not the same. It's just still like you know, like I I don't I to me. That gives me confidence that he will perform in the playoffs. Yeah, but of course it's always a wait see. But I like Yamamoto. Now they're saying um, there's a a Korean dude too. I think they're talking about a Korean outfielder. I think. Oh um oh yeah yeah they would say yeah he just he just posted he's like 25 26 year old dude yeah I forgot and they were like he's like a star for real out there. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're saying he's supposed to be really good. But I mean yeah I mean for real for real. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of moves we we could we could make. I mean, you know, Sonny Gray just went to. I think the White Sox just signed him. Um, who do you uh? You know, who would you feel? Who are the people that you feel like you need to keep out of the young talent? 
after the young talent. All right. Or so is there anyone? The, the Untouchables. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Judge is untouchable. Um, Wells is untouchable. Dominguez is untouchable. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, Glaber, Glaber, you can. I mean, he he produced this year. I mean, I give him that. He had a he had a good season this year. But I mean, we had a trade. There's no way you could say Glaber's untouchable. Glaber could go. Yeah, he could go. No, he could go. I'm just saying because like he had a good season. Like he had mm -hmm. a good season. Like. Like all, of, all the bad that was the season, he was actually pretty decent. Um, but yeah, that's about it though in terms of untouchable. There's not really too many guys that I wouldn't wouldn't would, wouldn't not give up. Mm. And I think I think Hal feel the same. Like he's already in the process of making moves, and they they've been in the game Yamamoto. I don't know how much money he's about to get, but he's about to get a lot of it. They gotta get rid of Giancarlo though. They gotta find a way to get him get his contract off the books. Like it, it, it's done, it's over. We need to move on from it, bro. We not, it, it, bro. It, they're it, saying this Korean dude could be cheap. Five year, the, fifty mil. Oh, that's oh, that's calm. That's def, that's an, that's definitely a budget. Yeah, and this is from SNY. They're saying oh, the Yankees and the Mets are linked in, as well as the Giants and the Padres. Okay. Five year, fifty mil. That's calm. Okay, yeah. That's. I mean, listen. If that's if that's all it takes, I mean, I'd be willing to take a shot. Korean the, star with insane the, plate discipline. The, the, I'm okay with that. The lead the past few years have been really producing, like off the rip too. Like yeah, Kodak thing is so good on the Cubs. Um, mm -hmm. but obviously, obviously, Shohei. They're predicting that Yamamoto is gonna be good. So we'll see. We'll see. Hey man, I'm <laughs> looking looking at this uh this dude's things. If th if he's the backup plan, I ain't mad at it. Hey man, listen, I ain't gonna lie. First and foremost, niggas need to get Juan Soto. And secondly, like I like I feel like we're gonna get Yamamoto. They're just working working on the I think so too. Time. I don't I don't think there's a chance we get Shohei. Um, but I think Juan Soto is very doable. We're definitely gonna have to give up a lot for him. Um yeah. but I think Yamamoto is all but in the bag. They're talking about they've been saving number eighteen for him for a year and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. Hey man, listen. If the infield like going into playoffs next year, like Dominguez, Judge, Soto in the outfield, Wells is Wells is catching. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck we about to do with the rest of the well, I mean you got you still got Cabrera, you probably play infield, you got Peraza Volpe. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen man, and I've been saying it like they finally realized that they had to play the young guys at the second half of the season, but I'm but the first half of the season next year. Don't expect a lot. I think we're gonna come alive in the second half, though. Like once these young guys get a get a rhythm, I expect Bopi to be a, be like to take a jump offensively. Like I'm I not expecting gonna, anything I until we sign we'll actual I pieces. We're gonna be dominated by next, by any stretch, but I think depending on the moves that we that we could potentially make, we'll be all right. When's the last year we signed actual pieces? Um, I don't know. It's been a while. Or, uh, well, maybe when we went out, got cold. That's. I mean, that was the biggest piece. Of course, so, that's um, like I, I'm. I have no reason to think there were oh going to be any oh, other, oh any different oh, until oh, then. Oh no! Yeah, that was a that was the last year that I could remember that niggas was like, all right, but we about to stack the deck. That's when they got CC. That's when they got a, uh, AJ. That's when they uh, traded for Teixeira. Yeah, that's and, and they signed Nick Swisher. Yeah, bro, that was like, that was that was like the last crazy ass year that they went that they went ham. I, and I don't even need them to go that crazy. Get, yeah. If you, if we can pull, if we get Soto and Yamamoto, I feel good. I feel I'm great. I, I have a reason to look forward. Mm -hmm. If we just get Yamamoto, cool. I'm happy. It's something that I want, but that doesn't really address like the bulk of our needs. 
right exactly so, bro in, in the exact needs or of what of what i address is why we need to get juan soto man fuck the other shit but you know i think we i think we will i think we will and i think otani is gonna sign i think otani is gonna sign with the cubs that's my that's my guess the cubs yes bro I you think don't think he really goes to texas for that no income tax there was a report that he even put out that they was willing to, that they were gonna put out a crazy offer. Now, when they said a crazy offer, I, at, the, at first I wasn't thinking it made sense, but bro, like if they put together like six hundred million for this nigga, I ain't gonna lie, yet he's gonna he's gonna be in in the in the windy city, man. You think he takes the money regardless? Because I could see him literally being like, I don't want to be somewhere that's cold all the time. I mean, what's the weather like in Japan? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it depends on part of Japan, but the the uh, part of it is is it going to be cold? Like, part of the reason why he went to the Angels was the history with Japanese players. Like, I think he'll sit here and he'll go, "What? Like, are the Cubs going to be contenders if like like are g- going there already? One, the weather stuff. Two, now I'm all the way inland. Like, I just feel like I could see him finding other reasons to not go. Um, but Texas is a good team. They got Texas. no income tax in that state. My nigga, they they're so far up the books, bro. I'm sorry, they cannot afford that nigga. They they need to be investigated if they can afford Simeon, Seeger, and and they have the Grom on the books too, bro. Yeah, they would have to be investigated. They would have to be investigated. I don't know how we got into this baseball conversation, but I'm cool with it. And even though I'm probably that's probably the most amount of baseball I'm gonna talk for like a year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I was. I'm never expecting baseball talk, but you know, I'm always ready for it. <laughs> you are. All right. Uh, I guess so. With that, now we're we're actually done with sports. Uh, thank you, uh, Wesley from uh, Jersey City, we're, we're, for for calling in. Yes, sir. Um, As of his love from for love from Jersey, man. All right, man. I'll catch up with you guys. <laughs> love from Jersey, so deep. All right, bro. Uh, now that we have wrapped up sports. It's time for anime segment. Uh, we're just doing one this week because we want to finish MASH when we're at full strength on the pod. Um, we are now officially caught back up with Jujutsu Kaisen. Huzzah! Um, we did season two episodes, uh, what was it, 17, 18, I believe? No. 18 and 19, right? 18 and 19. Oh, man. These episodes, to me, were why the Shibuya incident was looked at as the Shibuya incident. Fuck all the people. Fuck all the carnage. Sukuna doing all that stuff. We lost two real ones in these episodes, man. I started off, and we know this. And now, you know, Matt Matt learned this in Hell's Paradise, and he learned this too. Whenever we start going too deep into some some characters' backstory, mm-hmm. it's not good. Mm-mm. I was really hoping, man. I was like, Nanami built different. He out here slashing and gashing, and he gonna make it. And now we know Itadori close by. He gonna get there just in time. That was not the case, bro. All my boy wanted to do was go to Malaysia and read the books he's been saying he was gonna get to. He just like Can't we real. all relate to that? He just like me for real. That's all he wanted, bro. That's all he wanted. My son been working hard. Mm. He tried to get out the game and it pulled him back in. Damn, as it happens to all of us. He tried. Mm. For him to get done like that, bro. 
He ain't deserve that. He did not. And that was just episode 18. Yeah. He ain't deserve that. It's tough. You know what? It's like when, when you watch anime, I want to know as, le- as least about your personal life as possible. At least I know I don't have to get attached to you. Like, mm-hmm. the less I know about you, the better. Because I'm like, all right, you'll probably survive. Once you start getting into a flashback from when you were like six years old, nah. All right, like, all right, I already know where this is going. And once you tell me, like, oh, I had a dream about yeah. I wanted to do this. Nope, I already know. Damn, his time or her time is up. Mm-mm. Oh, man. Oh, then him seeing the little, the the the, the vision. Of uh, his junior that died. Uh, his junior and his junior pointed, and he's like, ah, Itadori finally came. And then he exploded. I'm like, oh, no. Nah, him going just beating all the uh, curses, mm-hmm. just all his body. The lights peons. are on. Nobody home. Like his body was just going off of pure, just oof, just working it. Man, bro, it's just uh, my. They, they, like I don't even. As usual, as we come to expect, the fight choreography was great. Mm. Visuals were great. All of those things. Mm. I don't even care about any of that shit, to be honest. After watching these two episodes, mm. it was fantastic. It episodes. did nothing but like. Keep the show where it needed to be. But the things that really hit, man, we lost two real ones. Lost like, two real ones. I, like, in the next episode, I didn't think this was going to go out like that. But once they started giving her whole backstory, like, and, and that's the difference here, right? Like, Nanami was enough of a side character. Like, Nanami was like when... He was, a cool, he was cool. He was like when Neji died. Right? Mm. Nanami was like, you're a side character, but we know we know your history. You're pretty cool. You're pretty strapped. Everyone knows you. You've gone through this whole character but thing. But you're and enough you're removed you're from the main people yes. where it's like, all right, like if you die, it'd be mm-hmm. sad, but it wouldn't be like, damn, yes. devastating. And then we lose Nobra. Yeah, that was tough. Nobra, a main character. Mind you, this is just this is like five minutes after seeing her putting in work yeah. against the uh, Mahito clone. After being the thing that got Itadori. Like, using the resonance, getting Itadori to have his opening in the fight. Mm-hmm. For him to give Mahito the hands. Mm. Really give him the no, hands. No, he was put, put in that Floyd Mayweather work. Just oh, my bing, God. Bing, 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 was, bing. Bro, the combos this man was hitting him in, like, oh. That's like Mike Tyson. What's the Mike Tyson game? Punch uh, Out. Punch Out. Bro, it was like that. Like, you, oof. My son was playing Tekken in real life. Mm-mm-mm. And, I'm saying real life. And, like, <laughs> that's the thing. For... For other characters, it makes sense, but we see here we go. Who are the core characters of JJK? We got the three first years Itadori, Nobra, Fushiguro, and we got motherfucking Gojo. That's the core of the show. Gojo done sealed up. Right? We got we got our Neji character Go- gone. Gojo in a box. But for Nobra that to be tough. gone like that, bro. And like it I'm would- I'm holding out. I'm holding out because she didn't lose her entire upper half, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we know Nanami was done for. Nanami's entire upper body was gone. She exploded right in front of us. I'm I'm hoping that from being damaged, Mahito didn't have enough power to fully finish her off. And it was just a smaller part of her head. And as we know, Sis has the same regenerative powers as Gojo, which essentially reversing the time. Mm Mm-hmm. So if they can get help, she might have a chance. But it's looking grim. It's boy. looking real it's grim, looking bro. Real like grim. even the way they did it, bro. Like the whole 
she's looking at everyone she cares about in the chairs. And then she flashes back to her childhood best friend and said, I'm sorry, I couldn't keep my promise. The chair empty. Come on, son. Dog, but even just the fact, like, once he, he touched the face and then he went straight back to her childhood, oh, like, man. damn. All right, that's tough. Then it talked about, like, how the, the girl Sautery, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, like a big sister to her. And then it flashed back to present day. Oh, present, man, there's an incident going on in Shibuya? Present day sorry at her office job talking about, yeah, there was this little girl that... You know, I used to be a big sis too, and she yada, yada yada. I wonder if she'd be, you know, think I was lame because I got an office job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, they're doing this. They're making, they're bringing the connection back. They're bringing it full circle. Oh, John, I'm, I don't know. It's looking grim. It's looking oh, real grim. Man. The way I'm, her, I'm the way her hope, body hit the floor. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not a doctor, but I'm hoping it'll, you know, it'll be like some uh, comeback with an eye patch type shit or something. Oh, you hope. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's I, I'm. You saw the way her. Head I don't exploded. think it's gonna happen. That was like JFK, in the back of the car. That thing just. It, it didn't go through the head though. It didn't go through the head, but it was just in the front. I just. I don't he, know. He could have just exploded the eye. Maybe, but I don't know. It's looking bad. It's it looking is real looking real bad. bad. It is looking real bad, bro. And she didn't deserve that. She didn't deserve that, bro. She did not. Nobody. I mean, does anybody deserve anything that's happening right now? <laughs> nah, but like, bro. <laughs> Like, Mahito is really a menace, man. Like, I love a show with a good villain. And Mahito isn't a good villain from the standpoint of a good villain that you can sympathize with to some capacity nah, he from is a moral standpoint. He's an absolute fucking sake. menace. Hey, I respect that. Absolute menace, he's bro. like, I'll just be doing whatever he's I like, want. He's what? Dahmer. Oh, my. Literally. Like, for him, when after killing Nanami in front of Itadori... And Itadori started yelling at him. He was like, Mahito. You don't need to raise your voice. I'm right here. Like, bro. Now I understand because I kind of saw that on Twitter like throughout the week, but I didn't really get like without context, you don't really understand it. And since I haven't read the manga, it's like you can show me a panel or a clip of of the show and it won't make sense to me because I haven't seen it and I'm not hip. Now it makes sense. Like he literally mocked him right after killing Somebody that's, that's dear to him. Up. Yeah, that's... Oh he literally, you don't have to God. yell. I can hear you. Like, dog. Yell back at you. him. <laughs> like, yell come back. on, bro. It wouldn't have been as crazy if he said it, like, shrewdly. Said it quietly to him. Like, it would have been, like, like some yo, joker shit, right? Door. You don't gotta, be like, you don't... You gotta yell. On, that, right on that Roy Joe Jr. shit? Yeah. You, there's no need to cuss and, and yell profanities. One would suffice. Yep. Like... It, it was one of those, like, um, oh, cuss, cuss and raise your voice. Yeah, one was the, like, it was one, if he just sat here and said it quietly, dude would have been like, oh, like, he yelled back at him just to show how fucking unhinged he is. Bro, he doesn't take nothing serious. He's like, yo, I I ain't care about a thing, a, a, anything about a day in my life. And Bro, we've he, seen him on the verge of death now three times. When he fought Nanami, when he fought Makamaru, mm-hmm. and now. And just, on the verge of death here. He took no bro, bro. He just a roach, bro. He just be he just be popping oh up God. when you don't want him to. Facts. Like like even like even like in the episode eighteen, right when mm-hmm. Nanami is walking down the the hallway and he's like going in between consciousness mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and you just see him posted up in that random ass photo booth, and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, here we go. And like you know what's crazy is he dead waited until Nanami beat all those curses and it was a lot of them like a huge amount of curses. Mm-hmm. waited right until he finished touched his back and be like hey bro you know i'm right here with you right stinks nice it stinks nice matt it stinks nice crazy what are your thoughts matthew um considering i have a lot less 
context from season one, I thought these episodes were pretty boring. Um, it was just a lot that's of understandable. Like I get why it's not for somebody that's mm -hmm. more committed Invested. to the show. But for me, having only seen season two, I was just like, "What the fuck is happening?" And like, obviously, I know it was happening, but it was just kind of like, okay, filler, 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 filler. A little bit of action. <laughs> Hurting John's soul right now. I that's the thing. Like, I understand it. I get it. But like, but like even like calling when, it when that chick filler, died, bro, I was just like, okay, mate. Matt, would you go and watch season one? Mm, probably not, realistically. <laughs> but it is I, a fun show. I, 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 I understand realistically. It. I could get that. But, like, if you had the time, would you do it? Or do you not have any interest in it? No, no, I, I genuinely do like the show. I think it's really good. Mm. Uh, you know, from, like, an interest standpoint, no, I, I totally would, like, be interested in in seeing what I missed, but... I'm just saying, like, from my perspective, having only seen season two, mm -hmm. these episodes don't are not as impactful for me. Mm. I get that. I get that. And that's, it's one of those that, like, if you don't have a relationship with these characters already, it's just some motherfuckers dying. Yeah, because, like, the chick with the, the hammer and the nails, like, I mean, she's been around a little bit season two, but, like... Yeah, not true. Not much. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. But, I would say... Oh, shit. I would wow, say objective, <laughs> objectively, how do you feel they handled the process of these characters' deaths? Um, like, do you like how they did it? Do you feel like they did a good job? Do you feel like it was overplayed or unnecessarily drawn out? I mean, like, again, having no relationship with some of these characters, mm -hmm. I don't know if I can answer that question the best, but... Um, did you see the, did you see them coming? Uh, not really, to be honest. Well, that's um, good, I feel like. When, uh, was it Nanami? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, that, that one got me a little annoyed. Because mm. it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like we, we've seen, we've seen that dude win, the Stitch Face guy, mm. a lot at this point. And like, I guess that's, you know, that's how they're building him up. Like, I understand why it's useful for his character development, but it just kind of, like, got me in, like, okay. Like, that kind of came out of nowhere mm -hmm. for me. But I kind of agree with you about um, the chick with the hammer n possibly not actually being dead. I feel like the way that that happened felt like there was more to it. Mm -hmm. So I, I would, I would imagine that that could come back but yeah i mean anonymy is like i mean they he he blew up his body like he's done <laughs> how do you come back from that you don't <laughs> plus uh, i mean i don't know I, I i don't really know but i heard you were saying like she's got the same power where she can like regenerate or something that nah, i haven't seen nah, she had this power I, I don't remember it exactly but i feel like she used to some of the damage that she caused to her was almost like a multiplier to when she attacked type shit oh yeah yeah because you remember when she she um when they fought the brother her and uh, Itadori at the end of the season, who dressed in the dominatrix shit with the face on his back. Oh, yeah. Old boy that fucked Itadori up, his brother. And she oh. had the whole, like, the flowers and shit on her arm. Yep. So that's what I just think her powers has something to do with. Uh, I just don't remember it, but it's something to do with, like, you know, as the more damage she does to herself, she can sort of link their fates, sort of thing. Like, I think it was good. If you're going to kill me, you're going to die too, type beat. Copy, copy. But um, I, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. Um, 
I mean, like, I get, I, I get, I definitely understand how their deaths are obviously going to play into Itadori's development mm -hmm. in terms of him, like, realizing his potential. Mm -hmm. I feel like these episodes made him look kind of whack, though, because he's just kind of, like, getting mad about it. And as we, uh, uh, pretty much every anime, it's like, whenever there's fighting involved, it's always just like, you know, mm -hmm. don't let your emotions take control of you. Don't fight through anger. But to be fair, he, he didn't this time. He started and then he, he pulled start. back. He pulled back because he was like, what would Nanami do? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was surprised at that. Like, uh, it was kind of cool seeing like, especially like the fight with him um, and Mahito and Mahito put out that like curse and was kind of like. The ceiling, the, the walls were kind of closing in. How calm he was in just, like, walking up and just even that fight, just not panicking, mm -hmm. you know, close quarters combat. Like, I was like, all right, like, Itadori, like, you got to stay cool under pressure. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's all you can really ask for him. I mean, but he's getting put through the ringer. Already saw Nanami. Now he's just seeing uh, Nobara. Like, it's going to be tough. That's two. And he already know. Does he know that Gojo's been sealed? Who? Itadori. Yeah. So, all right. So, you know, that's why he had one of those where he was like, should I go towards unsealing Gojo or should I go towards mm -hmm. Mahito? Yeah. And that was when Sis was like, go, you know, go do that shit. Like, he's... That was... Originally, he was... um His goal was to go unseal Gojo. And that's why he was like, this is more important. If I unseal Gojo, everything else will, you know, yeah. fall into place. He a, he a Fushiguro accent away from just having a mental break. <laughs> Mind you, this is all like... Three minutes after nah, the Fushiguro thing. Now, now listen, I think he's closest to Fushiguro right now. He's not Fushiguro accident. He's a panda accident away from losing. <laughs> he doesn't even know what happened to Maki. Oh crap! See, I, right. at least oh, I know for no, I know no. for a fact Maki not dead. Mm. I know for a fact. But if you tell him Maki got fucked up and burned to a crisp, yeah, he cooked, cooked. And that's the thing. Like I think, uh, you're good. Okay. I just muted the laptop thing because it was making noise. Um, I think that uh, this is one of the scenarios that if they're able to bring it, bring, bring them back. Like we know about Maki, but like if Nobaro comes back, mm. it doesn't take away from the plot either. It's not like a oh man, deaths aren't important in this show. No deaths aren't important. Right? Like I think if she comes back, even if she's damaged, like whatever it may be, I think it'll it'll give that little bit more of hope. But also like. To me, they're going to have to add more characters or develop other characters at this point if now we're losing a key one. And also, um, when Nanami died, like to, that that just made me think about how... Did you watch the movie? Yeah, yeah, I did. So in the movie, um, Nanami wasn't supposed to be in the movie because in the manga, he's not a part of that fight mm. at the end. But I'm pretty sure they just... At, at the time, I'm like, oh, they added him in. He's a crowd favorite. People love him, fan yeah. favorite, all of those things. So it makes sense to add him in. Maybe they also added him in Cause they tried to capitalize knowing he's not gonna be here fucking later. Wow. You know what I mean? Like they were like, yo, we gotta we can only ride this character for so long before he done up. So let's let's try and maximize that profitability and get the fans going and all these things and also potentially build it up even more so it hurts even more when he goes. Those rat bastards. Those rat bastards. Oh man, they were stringing us along. Mm -hmm. RIP, bro. Played our hearts like a fiddle. Oh man. It might be the name of the episode. Played our hearts like a fiddle. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, look. I mean, the Jets also did that, too. Uh, yes, I didn't play our hearts like a fiddle. They played it like something else. <laughs> I don't know what it is, though.
But uh, yeah, no, nah, I mean, but also, you know what? Gotta give props for credit. Credit is due. Shout out Mahito because uh, that was a Shout smart. Out ass, is crazy. That that was a smart ass plan though. Have the clones running, it was, it was and then plan. Itadori was like, "Oh crap, he's gonna try and fuse together to gain his strength." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh nah." That's what I thought too. <laughs> Nobody doesn't know that the real Mahito right around the corner. Tag you're it. Mm-mm-mm. Smart as hell. Not gonna lie, on the fly, you don't expect. And like, you know what? I, at least to me, he doesn't really come across as somebody that has a plan thought out far in advance. He's mm-hmm. just kind of like a, "You're, I'm just gonna do what I want." But that was a smart ass plan by uh by uh, Mahito right there, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was some ingenuity. So, mm. boy, oh boy, well, that's all I got for uh, these two episodes. Looking forward to seeing uh, how my boy Itadori responds now in the midst of uh, even more chaos and peril. Yeah. Um. Ah, man. I I think it's a. Uh, it's about that time, bro. Like that's it. That's all we got. I, I have nothing left. Um. Y'all had a good discussion. I mean, a lot of people. I, I think. I think it's a, a solid title. Think about all them Florida State fans. Yeah, honestly, right. Florida State got played like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. Jets fans have been played by some instrument. We'll figure it out at a later date and time. Our hearts were played by a fiddle with, uh, you know, this uh, episodes. And hey, Yankee fans' hearts might be uh, played like a fiddle with uh, these free agents and or other acquisitions that could possibly happen during the this winter time. So that is a fact. You know, um, that's it for us here at Sorry Toby Sports. We got the next episode of JJ Hey coming next week. Uh, we'll be finishing Mashley, Muscles, and Magic, episodes 10, 11, and 12 for next week because we should be back at full strength. Um, and that's all we got for y'all. Nematodes are people too. Catch y'all next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold-blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Because I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion.